community of members, coaches, and professionals working as a team of like-minded individuals in constant pursuit. Connecting this exclusive group with the tools and resources they require to live a high-performance lifestyle, conquering what life has thrown at them. We are Living the Fit Life. Welcome to the Living the Fit Life podcast, episode number 12. Really excited for today's episode as we open the discussion up to another featured guest. Adam and Michelle are taking a little bit of a break from the podcast. And today I'm welcoming Mark Cullen. Most of you guys uh, know Mark from either the gym or uh, or his endurance uh, influence on the gym, let's say. Um, welcome, Mark. How's it going today? Going good. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for taking the time. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk a lot about endurance stuff. It's January 14th, so um, for most sane people, it's not endurance weather, but um, <laughs> I know that a lot of people are thinking about it, and obviously with our current situation, endurance has become a uh, a flavor for a lot of fitness folks, so um interested in today's conversation and uh, talking more about it, but maybe if you can start us off by uh, a little bit of an intro or maybe just maybe give us a story or a little bit of uh, background on how you first met Adam and Michelle or were introduced to Limitless Performance. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it was initially through Jess. She had uh, she had got linked up with Limitless. I know she was talking with Adam and Michelle and they were looking to get a little more involved in endurance. Um, so it was through Jess that I met Adam and Michelle at the time I was living in Mississauga. Um, so I couldn't really attend any of the gym sessions or anything. Didn't make a whole lot of sense at the time. But uh, essentially the second I moved to Waterloo, that's when um, I started attending the gym and got to meet Adam and Michelle and right away hit it off with them. And we had some really great chats about endurance. And Adam was telling me how he was getting into this crazy endurance world. And kind of right away, we found uh, kind of some some common ground. And um, I know they were looking for a little more guidance. I was starting to coach athletes at that time and was coaching Jess. So um, it was kind of a natural fit. To, I was helping them with some endurance. They could help me with some strength that I needed some work on. So that's kind of the the early uh, spot of how I met Adam and Michelle. Cool, cool. Um, and how, maybe if you can give us more information, about, like how did you get into endurance racing um, initially? Like how was the the early stuff that you got into, and then obviously also then you obviously went to coaching after that. So maybe give us a little inf- information on how you went from racer to coach. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think when I started. When I was young, like I was playing rep uh, hockey and soccer and obviously at school every year, you kind of have those track and cross country events. And I think I just kind of wrote off my uh, fitness from the hockey and soccer and found that I would do really well in those track and cross country events and would kind of make the team every year and be one of the the better kind of runners there. But it was funny. I was always like a terrible sprinter. I could like if as long as it was over like 800 meters or longer, I was great. But even like my soccer teams and stuff, I was always the the slowest guy on that team. So it was kind of funny. I think I I just naturally at a young age kind of gravitated to that endurance because uh, it was kind of what I was good at right away. Um, so then when yeah. I when I was at York, I was taking a, a kin degree there, and um, I kind of had a friend who had done a half marathon, and I was like, oh, I hadn't I haven't done running in a little while. So I'd done a little in grade 12. I did a little bit of cross country as well, but very minimal. Um, so it wasn't really until university I picked this up again, where I uh, had that friend doing the half marathon and I was like, oh, I need a new challenge, something different here. So did very minimal training for it and, and ran my first half marathon. I think that was back in 2010 and had a good result right away, which I was like, oh, wow, this is like cool. You can kind of do it on your own time. And 
um, there's loads of races and they're all around the world. And um, it was a super fun way to kind of meet some people around York there. So I was, I was gravitated to running right away. Um, and then kind of uh, triathlon wise, I had always wanted to do a triathlon after um, I think there's a lot of guys around my age who were kind of inspired by Simon Whitfield winning the gold medal um, in triathlon at the 2000 Olympics. So I think in a part of me always wanted to do a triathlon, but I actually didn't do my first one until I think it was 2015. So it took me a while to get there. Um, so that's kind of where my like uh, competitive racing journey started and um, just kind of got engulfed over it over the last couple of years, just as something that you could do while you were kind of working on your own time. Um, and then started to meet mm -hmm. like loads of people. That's how I met Jess was through this endurance community. I was uh, mostly living in Toronto at the time and, um, yeah, it just kind of got engulfed in it and I've been kind of going crazy with it ever since. Um, and it's fun that you can, so, you can keep progressing over, over many years, like almost adult onset with it, but still have so much potential with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you remember, uh, how that first race felt? Did it, did it, does anything like come back? Do you always remember your first race? Yeah. Is that a thing? Or? Yeah, for sure. Like it felt like the longest thing ever. It was a half marathon. So it's obviously a, a long distance. Man, it felt like a five hour event. Yeah. And I remember I couldn't walk for like <laughs> five days after it was, it was a mess. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I think I've always, always had a bit of a twisted uh, part when it comes to endurance. I enjoy the pain for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have to, for sure. You have to. And how many, uh, do you like know how many races you've done to the to the date? Oh, Do you guys keep man. track of that kind of stuff? No, it's like way too many. We've just hundred. Oh yeah, hundred plus for sure between running and triathlon. Like we've just stopped like keeping medals and bibs and stuff because it would just fill up our entire basement. So yeah, it's it's past that point. We we've lost count. <laughs> crazy, crazy. And so then, how did you go from uh, being a uh, endurance athlete racer? to uh transforming to like the, the coaching side of things for sure um i think when i was young even i was always that kid like in my hockey days growing up i was the kid who was after like in my basement drawing up plays or analyzing games after so um i think it it stems from that i've always kind of loved the like the planning side and coaching part i took some uh uh, coaching courses while i was taking my kin degree as well and then i think a lot of it stems actually um from being kind of an introvert at nature, um, I've always been one who's who hates coming unprepared to things and has always found a love of like researching and learning things. And I, it was funny after like many years of um, kind of diving into this endurance stuff online and reading loads of studies and stuff like that, you just start to amass like a wealth of knowledge on this endurance topic. And then suddenly your friends that are, are kind of coming to you and asking questions and suddenly you have the answers for these and it just kind of naturally gravitated in that it wasn't something I forced, but it was, uh, I started coaching some friends and then kind of before I knew it, I was multi-sport coaching with LP, um, H and P in the area. And then, uh, last year I was coaching, um, with Conestoga college. I did some, uh, assistance coaching for their cross country team. So, um, it definitely snowballed quickly, but it all just kind of my love for research and learning things, uh, that knowledge just kind of turned into this, uh, fun part that coaching has grown really quickly over the last couple of years. That's cool. And uh, what does coaching look like for endurance? Like, is it coaching kind of like, um, you know, similar to a finish trainer like Adam and Michelle, or is it more like coaching a competitive endurance team or like it, 
how is it individual basis or there's a team basis? Like how does coaching look like in the endurance sport? Yeah, for sure. I think it's a combo of both. Like uh, I was kind of mentioning there, I've done a lot of group coaching, whether that's through LP or HMP. So we've do, done a lot of like group structured programs that people can follow. Uh, but I also have a number of like personal coached athletes who really need that care and uh, those quick tweaks to be made on a, a day by day or week to week basis to make sure that they're optimizing their um uh, sports scheduling within the confines of their life like most of the people I'm working with is are very like high level in their work and um, have a like busy families and stuff so um, it depends on what uh, kind of the person needs and what they're looking for um, so it's a some group stuff and some personalized it's yeah depending on what the person wants and and uh, and the per, the people that you're coaching like is it a, a wide range of ages and wide ranges of uh, levels of uh, athlete like are we talking like young kids we're talking you know someone like myself just doing it as a hobby yeah um i would say my main uh group i have i don't have like young athletes right now i've done some like clinics and stuff for some youth in the past but most of my athletes would fall between uh like in the 25 to 50 range with uh like the main section of them being kind of in that 30 to 40 range i find and yeah definitely wide variety i've worked with People who have competed at like world championship competitions to people who are literally doing their first triathlon or have never run before. So uh, I've worked with kind of athletes of different ability levels and each one of them is fun and it's, it's different journey with them. Mm -hmm. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. It's, it's been interesting having uh, you part of like the LP community. Cause I think that's, and I, and I know Adam and Michelle have also said this too, like the endurance world was a world that we didn't really know much about. Um, and then you soon find out it's a, there's a lot of shared values with, you know, typical fitness and CrossFit and those types of things. And like the endurance world is actually a lot bigger than uh, most people think. I mean, the readily available, you can run wherever you want to run. So it makes total sense. Um, so it's super, um, I think it's been pretty amazing seeing uh, the connection that you guys have made with uh, Adam and Michelle. And that now this sort of the culture now embraces and it, and it is endurance, right? Like it's not just a, come to CrossFit and throw down, right? Yeah. So it's, it's really cool seeing uh, these training cycles. Yeah, I think we've really changed people's really cool. view on endurance. Like I think they almost thought of it as your old, like old school punishment for running was punishment for your sport. Like I think a lot of people are finding, oh, wow, like this is actually something I can enjoy and do for a bunch of years and like compete worldwide and keep improving for many years. So yeah, I think endurance, it's it's really been really cool to see like people's eyes open in the, the LP community of the potential they have in endurance. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, and so, so yeah, so how did, how, so last year, 2020, obviously in an odd year, how did, how was training for you and how did it, how did it sort of stay the same or how did it change for you? Like, how did it go? For sure. Um, yeah, obviously it was an odd year, but I think it was like a super illuminating one for, uh, myself and a lot of the people I trained with. Like I'd really thought in the past that it was races that were motivating me to get out of bed every day and train, but I actually found knowing that races were canceled. Like I had no issue getting up at five 30 to ride or run. Like it was super motivating to, to have a crew to, to go with a bunch of the SLP uh, people would meet up multiple days a week for, for outdoor workouts. Um, but it was, yeah, really just the daily training process and uh, community that I found were really the backbones of what I enjoy in endurance. And it wasn't necessarily the racing. Don't get me wrong. I love to compete and we'll be so excited when races come back, but like I really fell in love with the process and 
um, within that really found this year as like a, an opportunity to double down on some of those areas that you can't when you have a, your prototypical race season and you have to peak for a, a very specific event like a 70.3 triathlon, which is like the half distance Ironman or, or an Ironman, you need to have very specific fitness and be ready for that where uh, I took a look and there were some areas that maybe I hadn't been able to address. Um, some of them being um, some really long uh, bike rides that I had never done before, um, my strength training, and then I had some older uh, bike power and run PRs that I really wanted to address and um, really took this year as a chance to to do a lot of those and had some like crazy results with them, which was really cool. Biking my longest in a day, like 310K gravel ride. Um, this fall, hitting all my strength PRs through Limitless, uh, beating a couple different run PRs, and then um, setting some bike power PRs as well, which was really exciting. Um, so I think those who really fell in love with the training process in 2020, I think you're going to see maybe a whole new set of names kind of at the top of those results sheets when endurance comes back. I think the people... Um, are going to be totally different athletes when racing comes back again. So yeah, that was my 2020. I, I had a great time and I think uh, a lot of us really pushed our limits and uh, yeah, are going to be better for it in the future. Yeah, I think, um, I think you're right. Like 2020 is probably uh, for a lot of people, a really good introduction into this type of sport, right? Like we know that um, because there wasn't much to do, you know, a lot of people golfed, a lot of people then decided to run more, right? Whether that was, uh, whether they were taking that seriously or not, at least they were at least running more than they probably did the year before, right? Because they just couldn't do anything else. So it will be interesting to see how that impacts the sport overall. Um, you know, it's not as mainstream as in like golf where, you know, all the, the media is like, okay, this is going to revitalize golf and golf is back. And like, we won't know those types of things, but it'd be interesting to see from an endurance perspective because, you know, uh, golf has a lot of sort of, roadblocks to get over there's it's it's expensive there's equipment you know this it's hard um you just need a pair of running shoes to get out and, and be in an endurance or take part in endurance for so it'll be interesting to see how that goes it's um so yeah that's cool that's cool well i'm glad you had good training yeah it was an awesome year yeah i think uh, yeah I, I think it was maybe may see a lot of numbers go up across running and I know that you should have seen the bike demand this year. Like you couldn't find a bike anywhere. Uh, like every bike shop was sold out. So I think you'll see a lot more people in cycling, running, triathlon when, when things do come back, just as they maybe had to stumble upon it when all their gyms were closed. So yeah, it'll be a really interesting uh, case study to look at once, uh, once it all comes back. Yeah. And it's cool too. Cause um, I know when Adam and Michelle started getting into endurance when they first did their first races there they had a small group of people then the year after they had they doubled their size of group and then that's saying when they met you guys and then like this year like obviously they've expanded that group to be almost like i, I would I actually be curious to ask michelle like what the data is like if half the members are now like considering themselves into the endurance category of fitness right i would i expect probably close to half if not half yeah i, I uh, wonder if you'll call the that, that lp try day we had is that everybody's uh foray into endurance officially <laughs> yeah let's call that that was the launch day for sure that was a fun oh, day. that was an amazing yeah. day the amount of the random bikes and outfits and stuff i saw that day that might have been yeah, a highlight of 2020 for sure yeah that was a little bit of a endurance yard sale for sure <laughs> uh, <that was> <laughs> I, I, yeah that was that was a fun day though because uh but it was, I, I will say it was a little, uh, 
not shocking, but it was shocking to see how many people actually had legit equipment and bikes at the same time. It was equally as shocking as like, oh shit, like I just walked into this place and my bike is like bought off Kijiji like last week and I'm up against these these really fit people with these really awesome bikes and this is going to be fun. Yep. <laughs> right into the fire. Yeah, that was a good time. Yep. That's awesome. Um, cool. So how long how long have you been at LP then? Yeah. Like almost two years? Yeah, I just hit my uh, two-year anniversary uh, about a week ago. So, yeah, it's been two years, but like crazy cool. two years. Like how much has changed like in endurance and just what I've done with LP in the last like two years has been nuts. So it feels like yesterday, but yeah. the, the amount of stuff we've done is nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So like how how would you say like um, – like what is your coaching philosophy really like when you when you break it down um and maybe a second question is like how has lp maybe changed or or impacted that sort of uh your coaching and how you sort of approach it yeah for sure um i think the weird thing is when you come into this endurance world like a lot of things are glorified around like the high mileage the crazy hours these hero workouts people are doing and i think a lot of people get this in their mind that that's kind of what makes a good athlete but um like adam and michelle we were talking so a little bit before about like we've learned so much from one another coming from these two very different worlds but finding um so many pieces that like mend together um i'm very much of the like the long-term approach is I don't want people to, to come into this sport, run one race, hit their PR and, and be done with it. Um, I want people to find like a, a healthy relationship with running and, uh, and cycling or triathlon and, and be able to do this for a bunch of years because people have so much unlocked potential in this stuff. But I think they there's so much like swirling information out there that a lot of people get into it and are confused and maybe don't go about it the right way and build healthy habits with it. And um right away or out of the sport or injured in, in a year because they don't enjoy it or they can't do it anymore. So um, I, I think my philosophy is very much around like the education piece of just really teaching athletes that this can be a really fun sport if you, if you make a good association with it. Um, I think I've, I've changed a lot of my philosophy over the last couple of years uh, working with Adam and Michelle and um, testing a lot of things on them, like within endurances, they've been like a, an awesome case study to see um, that maybe to get gains in these like long endurance events, you don't need these massive hours of these crazy hero workouts. Like I was talking about, we've uh, like, we've really um, found a, a good men between these two worlds. They've seen the benefits of how endurance has helped their, their CrossFit stuff as well. Um, but I think a lot of it is around, um, like we've gone a lot more to a quality approach to training where you might have a lot of coaches that are throwing um, like 20 hour weeks at a lot of their athletes. I think most of us have these full-time jobs and uh, really need to look at how we can get the best bang for a buck with the least amount of hours throughout the week. So um, I think it's really helping set people up for success based on the amount of hours and time constraints they have within their life as well as what they have going on in their life. So um, if you have crazy busy days and you know you're going to get derailed, then don't set your most important workout up for the the evening. So just teaching people how to how to set things up as well. But I've um, through LP, biggest thing I've definitely learned is the like quality approach to training and um, how important setting up that strength basis in the off season is for um, how much that can catapult your endurance training when it happens. Where 
maybe in the past, um, I would have athletes still doing a fair amount of swim bike run uh, in the off season. Um, and they'd be focusing on some strength, but this year, especially like Jess and I saw crazy benefits of almost taking two months off of cycling, um, as well as dialing back some running and doing some short, uh, like speed stuff and then really upping the strength. And we've seen like wild improvements when we've come back on the bike. Like we were a couple weeks into our base training, um, after the off season and we're suddenly hitting power numbers that we were doing back in like May and June of last year. And we're going like, holy, like we just took two months off the bike like this and this should mm-hmm. make no sense to be able to hit these numbers right away. But we're really focusing on hitting a couple of those key workouts a week, worrying about the quality and then uh, through LP again, like becoming like that whole athlete. And it's not just do the work and get the results. You also got to take into account that nutrition, that strength, that recovery is every bit as important as the training. And I think when you look at that approach, that makes a healthy athlete and that's the person that's actually going to get to the start line in one piece and able to perform. So um, I think we've both taught each other a a lot of pieces that um, have come together through LP, but yeah, um, I think that quality approach to training is something that we're, we're going to be rolling with for, for many years to come. So yeah, learned a lot along the way. It's been really fun to, to mend the two worlds and and see how many pieces are, are common between them. That's cool. Um, You were saying, uh you said something about uh unlocking potential and sort of playing the long game what do you mean by that like what like mo- i would assume most people that uh jump into endurance it's it's uh, uh likely a hobby no different than getting the crossfit it's a hobby it's just you're trying to be fit um what do you mean by that like unlock there's so much like potential with people and unlocking that is it because um like, do you see endurance being something that isn't used on a daily basis and all of a sudden you can just be really great at it? Yeah, like, it, I think it's really looking at, the, like, a long approach to it and that, like, you're not going to be amazing right out of the gate, but there's, like, it's showing people that there's something so rewarding in this long game of endurance of, like, don't just come in and expect to crush your weight right away. Like, you need to, to earn your keep within it and um, if and don't try and go out every single day when you go and run and try and run a PR every time. Like there's um, the experiences and um, measured training that you can do over time deliver can deliver these amazing results for many years to come that if you just dial it back, take this measured approach um, that like you can improve, like somebody starting running or cycling at 40 years old could still improve for another 10 or 15 years after that. Like, that's the really cool thing about endurance, but you, you need to definitely go about it the right way. And um, I think that's a lot of my coaching journey is trying to help people avoid the pitfalls of some of the stuff I did of just surfing Google and seeing, Hey, this pro triathlete or pro runner did this workout. I'm going to go do it. And now I'm injured and can't run for two months. It's like, here, let, let me help you avoid all these pitfalls I did and fall in love with this training process. And you will enjoy it for years to come and hit so many different PRs and so many different things that you never thought you'd be able to do that. Um, yeah, it's just really cool. I've, I've found like, I'm still planning to improve for many years to come as well. So I just want people to have that same experience and not go into it and hate it and be out of it in no time. So yeah, just educating on the the long game and how uh, rewarding it can be. Cool. Cool. That makes sense. Awesome. Um, 
yeah so turning the attention sort of forward to 2021 and uh obviously 2020 was a great year for endurance um and and i would say looking back like some of the highlights of the lp community were like endurance events right there was a we couldn't really get into a gym and do any crosses stuff and there was a few times we tried to um but i think for the most part i think everybody would agree that the endurance rate uh endurance events were uh very popular people doing more than one um lots of people jumping in on that sort of bandwagon let's call it that for now <laughs> um but yeah looking forward uh to 2021 uh lp what what do you have in store i know that um you and michelle and adam teased about a, a special launch on this podcast so uh people you heard it here first <laughs> uh, so maybe you can give us a bit more information on that for sure um so i think this is something like that we had an idea for essentially when adam and i, I adam michelle and i first met um i think this is kind of the vision we were looking for but i think we really needed to to tease things out and get the the backing of LP. And I think 2020 really did that in that endurance before was very much just this side thing that people did in addition to their, uh, their strength training or to help them with their CrossFit or just uh, something to log a couple extra hours. And I think we saw in 2020, a lot of members found that this could actually be like a main focus for them, this endurance, um, whether it's running a, a PB run race or a new distance or same thing with triathlon completing this crazy distance or um, just uh, shooting for a crazy time at a race that um, I think what, what we're planning to do this year. Uh, yeah. The big announcement is I think we're going uh, official with an LP endurance club this year. So um, well, it was just kind of this side piece in the past year, we're going to actually have uh, like physical memberships um, to this endurance club and, essentially take a lot of those pieces from last year and do like loads of new stuff where before I was doing it as just kind of a, a little side piece um, as well as Adam and Michelle, it was just kind of this uh, bonus stuff for their members now, but we really want to double down because um, people are seeing the value in this and do um, like an actual endurance club that will be. Um, so to give you kind of some of the facets of it, like um the great thing about an endurance club is you don't need a physical space or any races to do it. We don't know what this new normal is going to look like. So um, I think we can, this will really open up uh, a whole new avenue for kind of people to customize their strength and endurance uh, experience at LP um, as well as um, really open it up to the community as well um, for people that uh, really share these LP values that we were talking about of being that healthy whole athlete um, and yeah, opening it up to a, a larger endurance community to, to get exposed to that. So, um, I think what we envision it kind of looking like right now is, um, LP members would have a specific membership that they will, they can embark on that would get them access to this endurance club. Um, and within that endurance club, these members will have um, access to things like, uh, really enhanced training plans. So we've done like rough ones in the past, but, um, we'll really have enhanced training plans that are really going to go through uh, for runners, cyclists, triathletes, um, some really good base periods um, that are very like off season base periods. And then uh, it's really these specific race season plans that are really prepping you for your um, specific distance or uh, event that you're doing um, or just general training plans for those that are just looking to build fitness and endurance. 
Um, and then another piece of it's going to be really upping our education resources. So you guys have, um, LP has put out some awesome content in the past years, but really uh, doubling down on that to very specific to um, endurance. Um, we'll also have a number of in-person coach training sessions, um, whether uh, we're doing a number right now virtually, but uh, upping that as well as uh, as long as COVID permits it in-person stuff. And then, yeah, just upping our, our events and kind of uh, their access to the coaches to, to really help them optimize those weeks that they're, they're running through to kind of hit that peak athletic performance within their, their crazy busy lives here. And then, yeah, another piece of that will be uh, the community will have options to, if there's people that um, maybe never want to, never even need to step into this uh, physical LP facility, um, can still have a chance to be part of this like amazing community that's been built if they just want to go purely through this endurance uh, uh, path here and, and get a chance to go to these uh, these structured training sessions and have access to these plans and stuff like that. So um, those are kind of the, the two main avenues that would um, initially flow into this uh, endurance club here. Um, and then I think a really cool one is going to be kind of that pride and identity piece when we, when we go to actual races is we'll be able to um, race under this LP name and brand like LP has such a, a cool brand and has done some really cool uh, apparel and stuff in the past, but we'll be looking to um, get branded up with some awesome like LP try and run gear. So when we're competing at whether it's running races, uh, Ironman events, try Ontario events um, that you can kind of represent that LP lifestyle when racing and, and hitting these awesome performances. So, um, we would actually uh, be sanctioned under like Triathlon Ontario. So um, yeah, we'd be like an official uh, registered as kind of an official club there. And then kind of the uh, the final piece on that would be um, these athletes would have kind of access to um, additional like personalized coaching programs with myself as well for those people that are really looking to dial in and uh, optimize kind of those different facets for themselves because every single person's different, males, females, um, and everybody um, is going to kind of, we're going to have a lot of guidelines there, but there's going to be some of those people that really want to dial in the, the approach a lot. So um, there will be the personalized coaching for those looking for it as well. So that's kind of a, a quick teaser to, in the, in the short uh, spiel on what kind of we have planned for this year, but I think it's going to be really cool, the stuff we have planned with the club. So can't give you the, the full scoop yet, but it's, it's going to be exciting. So we'll probably be announcing that in the next couple of weeks. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, uh, it feels like the next natural progression. I think I, I don't know enough about endurance world or endurance clubs, but it, um, it's pretty cool that someone can uh, just be more part of a, an, an entire endurance track. I think we've always offered like uh, we've always done like CrossFit stuff and a lot of like uh, fun competition stuff around the CrossFit stuff, but there's always been there's always a group of uh, members that just don't take part in that, right? They, they do CrossFit style workouts sometimes just to get fit. Um, but there hasn't ever been an avenue outside of that, right? So I think that's why endurance has been so successful at, at, at LP. So I'm, it's kind of super cool that you guys have been able to figure this out. And it seems like it's a bit more official. It seems like you got the, the benefits of uh, like for the gym and the members themselves. But then we also had that kind of cool, like, you know, we have an LP competition team yeah. sort of thing right like where you can actually that's where you and adam come in um or or whoever else is 
speedy, speedy fast Jess, and I'm sure there's a bunch of other ones, and there will be more as we get, uh, you know, these members stocked up to. For sure, yeah, even with. Yeah, and even with maybe, that maybe competition even, team. Yeah. I was going to say, maybe we can even get Ian to come back, see if he can wow, crush some big, PRs. Big return. Yeah, that's the cool the thing I love about these, like, try clubs and communities i've been a part of like a number of them before and i think the cool piece is like it doesn't matter how your level of fitness or where you're finishing in the race like you can still represent this team at the competition like you don't need to be that person that's on the podium like any single person on the team can wear that singlet or tri kit and and represent lp for whatever pr goal they're crushing so i think that's the really cool part about the endurance community is it's not this like team that you need to make like you are you're part of the club, like you can purchase the gear and, and be part of this community and be part of a bigger thing. It's like, it's really cool and inclusive when it comes to that. So um, yeah, I've, That's cool. I've been a part of a number of those communities and I've just kind of, I think I've taken a lot of the pieces, my favorite pieces of a lot of them and then what LP stands for. And I think we're going to, I think we're going to do something really cool and different within the endurance community that uh, I think will resonate with a lot of people. That's cool. Really exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. I'm not sure if you've sold me on it yet, but we'll oh, see. Oh, Chad, I can see an Ironman next year. <laughs> Maybe we'll start with a 5K and, uh, and move it up from there. Baby steps. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. I, I, I don't think Michelle will agree with you. Michelle secretly has wanted me to run a marathon for like four years now. And I keep saying no. That's like the only thing I say no to her. Yeah. I feel like you would be a, a monster on the bike. I feel like that's that's something worth exploring. Yeah, after getting it, I'd have to get a monster bike as well. <laughs> but yeah. Do they make bikes in that size? I, I haven't been able to find any. <laughs> um, so so with the Endurance Club um, being thing, can you give us an idea of what you think sort of this year, like the structure of the structure of the uh, of the like endurance season is going to look like i know that things are, are still sort of questionable so we're probably assuming a bunch of things but what's the structure going to look like for 2021 do you think yeah um i think as of now we're we got to go under the assumption that races are going to happen and uh, a number of people are signed up for races and assuming that they're going to happen so as of now we're kind of proceeding as if those races are going to happen and and we can pivot and, and see what other people want to do if uh, if those races aren't going ahead. But uh, right now, a number of us are kind of in a, a base season right now. Um, so we're we're really just setting our foundation for the year right now. And then from there, we uh, so this is kind of the general base season that uh, kind of applies across no matter what uh, sport and distance you're doing right now. And then as we start to get into uh, April, then that's where we'd start to look more along those very specific uh, plans that are building towards these events. So we go into a build season, whether you're racing uh, for a 5k or a marathon, that's where your, your specific training would really pick up from there. Um, but we'll obviously time that based on where people's events fall. Cause some people might be doing spring marathons all the way down to fall marathons. So we, we kind of have options for people to be able to, to ramp up or, kind of delay a little bit to make sure that they are, are going to peak at the right time for those events. But uh plan right now is is to build as if a, a race season is going to happen. And um, any, most of our training is virtual right now, obviously with the, with provincial lockdown and stuff going on, but obviously our hope is that uh, things will be able to open up so we can start doing some in-person training stuff because there's so much benefit to that of, of being able to push each other to be better. 
Um, and as of now, we just got to um, keep pushing forward and building fitness as, uh, as if racing is going to happen. And worst, face, worst case is you get really fit and don't get to use it on a race and you get fitter for another year and you're that much better when racing does come back. So, uh, yeah, right now we're just trying to get people good habits and falling in love with that training process so that, uh, yeah, they're building a healthy habit and, and want to do this, whether races happen uh, or not. So, yeah, that's kind of where we're at and, and plans currently and, and for the season. Cool. Cool. Um, and typically, uh, when we're talking about like actual like race events, typically how many events would an individual, would you suggest an individual do or take part in or participate in? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's up to the individual and what get, gets them excited. Like there's no perfect recipe for how many races you can do in a year. Um, I've seen people do two races in a year, people do 50 races in a year. So I think it's, people more need to choose what are those really key events that they uh, get them really excited and then kind of call those your, your key races or a races for the year. And then if there's a number of B and C races, call it that you want to throw in within the year um, by all means, like I think there's a great spot for um, like the training benefits of races as well. Um, But um, you just got to be careful there and to set up like a structured training plan. I think it's great to have like targeted events that, that you do work towards a peak for um, and just being smart along the lines of like running, especially as a very taxing sport. So if you're going to sign yourself up for 10 marathons in a year, it's probably not something that's sustainable. You'll be pretty injured. So um, just education pieces around that, that we like to tell people like you um, races are very taxing and, and tough to recover from. So um use them sparingly and you you only have some so many peak performances in you in a year that um, use them for Mm -hmm. those ones that really matter to you so um, i like for people to to really pick a year that gets them excited and then that's where i kind of not even poke holes in it but just ask them further questions on it of which are the ones you're most excited about which ones uh or maybe just something you're checking off a list that might not be quite as uh quite as serious so yeah that's kind of how i approach it with a number of people but i want them to be excited about it and it's their journey in the end so how can i help guide them there safely and, and get all these races or events that they want to be able to do within their year cool cool and uh what events have you signed up for what is your plan yeah um so i had i had taken a year off of doing a full iron man in 2019 and i really wanted to come back and that's something I've been wanting to, to dial in. And I think I've done a lot of work on over the last while. So 2020 was supposed to be my uh, Ironman Florida was my target race for that one. Um, so I got an interesting year now because Ironman Florida rolled over to 2021. That's That one's in November, but I'm also signed up for Ironman Montreal in August. So um, I would say maybe my, my target race right now, um, the flow of my year is kind of looking like I'd like to do some uh, bike racing with Faction, who's a local Waterloo club here in uh, spring. And then I'd kind of go into triathlon season after that. Um, there's a number of us signed up for 70.3 Muscleman, which is uh, in July. So that'd be kind of our tune-up for Tromblon in August, which we have a load of people signed up for as well, which is going to be cool. I, uh, I wasn't planning to sign up for it, but once I saw how many LP people were signed up for it, I was like, I can't miss out on this day. I got to... I got to go suffer with everyone out there. So um, yeah, the goal, be targeting some big goals at that race. I've been hoping to get on an Ironman uh, podium there for age group podium for a number of years. So 
I'll be be gunning for that. And the crazy thing would be if I got like a, a Kona spot, that would be in October. And then I'd be signed up for uh, Florida in November. So it could be a three Ironman year, technically. We'll see what happens. Wow. But yeah, it could be a, a bit of a hectic year. I feel like I'll be, uh, I'll be itching for some racing after not getting any in 2020. <laughs> Yeah, it seems appropriate after having no races, uh, you know, there'll be abundance of races this year, I'm sure. So there'll be lots of opportunities to show what you got. Exactly, yeah. Hopefully I'll uh, come out a new athlete and surprise some people. That's the goal. (laughs) Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, I think for like the folks that are listening that haven't really started or haven't put their hand up and started jumping into endurance, I know there still are a bunch of people, including myself. you know, how, how, what would you like, I think for some people, endurance seems intimidating, maybe not intimidating just to get started, but intimidating for the sake of like, like you said, there's the time commitment, there's, um, you know, maybe I'm not comfortable running for X amount of long, maybe like two hours just seems like such a long time. Um, what are some of the things that you would sort of, uh, tell people to help them sort of get started or maybe ease their mindset on, on wanting to get started? wanting to get started yeah for sure it's uh it can be a very uh confusing confusing sport whether it's triathlon running cycling like you can you can spend hours and hours on google and hear 400 different ways to train or all this gear that you need so i think it's really first of all finding like a mentor somebody that you can kind of trust to to give you the advice to get started um And again, a big piece I try to say to people, especially when they're getting into it, is like, keep it simple to start. Like, you don't need to have the best bike or the best shoes. Make sure you really like this before you start draining your bank account on it. Um, Personally, personally, I know I love it and I've grown to love it over many years. So I unapologetically spend whatever I want on anything endurance because (laughs) that brings me tons of value. And I know know I love it where like I be meticulous on what I spend in other aspects of my life. But yeah, that's a key part is just keep it simple to start. Like um, you don't need to go crazy. So make sure you enjoy it first before you, uh, you go crazy with it. Um, And then another piece of it along that mentorship part is uh, kind of easing into it and finding structure right away. Like I actually did a post on my Instagram today trainer road is one of my uh, favorite podcasts and accounts to follow their awesome with all their science-based stuff and just uh, breaking it down in uh, pieces that people can really understand. And one of their mottos is kind of, you don't need to train to train where people are, think they need to go and like have this four week block where they just go do their running before they can start to get into a uh, like structured training plan. Like personally, I think that's um, the best thing you can do. That's wasted time. Like right away, your fitness is what your fitness is. It doesn't matter if you're off the couch or you've, run for a bunch of years, just find somebody you can trust and get a structured training plan that can help you safely build and start to enjoy the process. Like um, I find a lot of people, especially runners will, um, if they're new to it, try and go out and and run a personal best 5k every single time they go out to (laughs) run. And it's, it's not sustainable and it tapers off and then you're injured before you know it. So um, I think showing people that structure and easing into it will um, create a lot more of a positive association with endurance. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's really just finding that guidance and somebody that can, can really help um, yeah, navigate a lot of those really confusing points. Like I was mentioning before, I've gone through all of this stuff and been that guy who's gone down a black hole on the internet and 
been so confused when I came out of it that like I want to help people avoid all those pitfalls and uh, and yeah find a positive association with uh, with endurance. So yeah, just keeping it simple to start and find some structure and a mentor, and I think you'll be off to the races and improving before you know it. So those are some of my main tips to to getting into the world. Cool. Yeah. And luckily we have, you know, you are part of the community, Adam and Michelle are, you know, there, there's a few people that now that have uh, done endurance sports for a number of years. I mean, even I, I talk a lot to, uh, uh, to Ian. I'm always curious about his stories when he was much more of an endurance athlete. Now he's just getting lots of gains in CrossFit world, but um, his stories, I always talk to him, um, but there's a lot of people at LP, I think. So that's, I think that's one of the big things for sure is the talking to people at LP and, and just getting their, their opinion on it. Cause I think LP has done a really good job of, and, and you too, of making it feel uh, accessible, right? Like it is accessible. It's just, I think we also do see um, what we, when I say we, I mean, I represent the people that don't do endurance. Yet. <laughs> uh, yet. Um, we see like the, you know, I went out for a bike ride and I did, you know, X amount of miles. Right. And like for people that have never done that, it seems like, damn, that's, that's, that's far. That's long. That's like, what do you think about? Like, I know I talked to Adam and Michelle one time on the podcast about CrossFit versus endurance and the pain of CrossFit in a short workout versus the pain in a long workout. And it, it's, it is two different yeah. things, but um, yeah, it's really interesting. And um, I think, I think, as we get more comfortable with it, I think we'll just, everyone's going to become a bit more set. Like just, let's just try it. Like you said, I think those are really good tips. Yep. Uh, start small. Cause I think it is intimidating when you start thinking, okay, I need to put 2000 bucks into the sport. I need to spend six hours on a Saturday for every Saturday. Like that, that right there. I'm like, no, yep. no, thank you. <laughs> exactly. But there's a, it's so funny. Like, like you were saying, you look at those workouts and you're like, Holy, these guys just biked a hundred miles. Like all of us started somewhere and it was maybe a, five or 10 K ride before a two K run. Like all of us started somewhere yeah. and you see all these stories of the, the glorified performances and the, the big training people are doing. But um, I think that's going to be one of our, our biggest goals of the club is just to like break down the stigma that that's what endurance mm -hmm. is. Like everybody has to start somewhere. And I think um, we'll find a lot of really cool stories that we can tell people of people that started out running a K or two K and suddenly they're, doing these wild events now that they never thought they would even enjoy or could see themselves doing. Like it's uh, like, we're going to, we're our, one of our goals to really change that narrative and, and get more people involved by helping them navigate a lot of the confusion around it. So like, that'll be, that's one of our key pieces on it. And uh, I think we'll see you out on a, a bike or out for a run soon enough, Chad. <laughs> maybe, maybe as long as it doesn't, uh, get in the way of my my golf goals <laughs> but hey, we'll man, see I'm, we'll see I'm, i got golf goals as well 2020 was great for that part as well <laughs> yes it was yes it was yes it was awesome uh cool well this has been uh this has been great i think we'll definitely have you back on the podcast probably in the next few months as it as the weather warms up and as I think this is a good timing for this podcast because I think it will get people thinking about it. And then I think as we get warmer and as, as we get back to normal, cause we're going to get back to normal at some point, um, people will start getting that itch to, to learn more. So I'm super excited to see this thing roll out. Yeah. 
that'd be super for fun. sure yeah we definitely want to get it going sooner than later we know that time is there's no time like the present especially with uh with we don't know what the outlook like is like on the next couple months and how accessible endurance is i think it's going to be a it's a great time to to roll it out soon so so people can start to get more involved in it and we can really ramp it up what we're what we're doing for people so yeah i think it'll be exciting awesome well thanks for joining really appreciate it mark thank you yeah that was fun thanks for having me so thanks everyone for listening have a good one